0: Hey there, fellow travelers of the Junlin Wastes. Mark back here again for the Traveling the Junlin Wastes podcast. The TJW podcast for January 4th, 2024. It's good to have you here. It is a new year, so happy new year to all of our listeners out there. It's great to be starting a new year, a new Star Wars year. Uh, 2023 was a good Star Wars year, if you look back on it. In fact, I had a friend ask me. said, Mark, what do you think was the best thing in Star Wars for 2023? So as I was thinking about it, um, I keep going back to that Ahsoka series on Disney Plus. Uh, that really, uh, you know, struck a chord with me, and it really was one of those stories. Um, it was, for me, it was Dave Filoni uh, do, do, doing his his magic. <laughs> it was wonderful to see uh, Rosario Dawson uh, reprise her role as Ahsoka. But if I was to dig in a little bit more to specifically what I thought was the uh, best moment. Uh, Star Wars moment in 2023. Uh, it, it has to be when uh, live-action Ahsoka has a reunion with uh, live-action uh, Anakin, Rosario Dawson and Hayden Christensen uh, taking on those roles that we only originally saw as animation and getting a full live-action version of of this encounter, which was uh, which was great. I know some people were a little bit taken off because it was uh it was in the world between worlds and I know some people have some 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 strong feelings about that concept but I really enjoyed it uh I loved seeing Hayden Christensen taking on the role again as Anakin Skywalker uh it was fun to see him interacting with Ahsoka calling her Snips uh even getting to see those uh you know flashbacks to the clone wars itself and uh, Ariana Greenblatt, I believe her name, played the young young Ahsoka, and uh, or I should say the Ahsoka that we knew from the original Clone Wars series of how she was uh, the young Togruta Jedi <laughs> at the time. Uh, it was uh, it was just a lot of fun being able to see. Uh, you know, Hayden portray Anakin from that time in the Clone Wars, which we only knew from Matt Lanter's uh, portrayal of him in the animated series. So, if you were to ask me what was the best part of, of Star Wars in 2023, it would be that specific uh, episode and that specific moments or those those scenes where you see Ahsoka and uh, and Anakin, uh, you know, having their 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 reunion. Uh, what was your big 2023 Star Wars moment? Uh, there were a lot of them. I know that we had... I mean, there was there was stuff that happened in books and video games and in the Disney series. But uh, if you would like to let me know what your big 2023 Star Wars moment was, uh, send me a message on the Facebook page, the Traveling the and Ways podcast Facebook page, and I would love to hear what it is, and I'll even maybe mention it on the uh, on upcoming uh, podcast as well, too. Uh, a couple things I did want to mention. We are going to go over... Uh, the ninth episode of the Star Wars NPR radio dramas, Rogues, Rebels, and Robots. I want to just, you know, assure everyone that we are continuing our journey into the Star Wars NPR radio dramas. Uh, it was so much fun. I was hoping that I was going to get it, that you know, a New Hope all finished by the time that uh, we got out of the holiday season. But, uh, as with everyone, you know, the holidays come and, 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 you know, kids have school vacations and, and work starts to slow down a little bit and you got more family time. So I wasn't really able to find a good, a good moment to break out the microphone and to, uh, put together, uh, those, those podcasts, but we are continuing the journey. So don't worry. Uh, we're, we're continuing in through 2024, the journey through the uh, Star Wars NPR radio dramas right through Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So stay tuned for that as well, too. Speaking of Return of the Jedi, uh, you know what a big fan I am of Rob Taylor's uh, Hero Fight art. Uh, he's just been, he's put together some really amazing art over this last year. Um, one thing I did actually pick up from him uh, towards the end of the year, here he had put out one of his uh, his metal. He had an image on a metal ornament of uh, which he entitled "Look, Sir Droids," which shows the stormtroopers picking up that uh, that metal ring that they find uh, near the uh, the escape pod where C-3PO and R2-D2 had left. And you see the stormtroopers on on the dewbacks. And I thought this image was really cool. Uh, you know, hey, look, we're the Traveling the jungle Ways podcast here. We like to travel the jungle Ways, so anytime we get uh, art with Sand Troopers and dubacks that's that's a lot of fun. So uh, I decided to uh, ask him if, we could, if he was going to ha- have the ability to take that image that he had on that metal ornament and be able to put it onto one of his micro-metals. I'm really liking these micro-metals. Uh, it's about the size of a trading card, but they're on that nice metal card. They look great. Uh, I have to say if you're gonna get a if, if you really want to see hero fight art in the right way, my suggestion is is, is to go for his uh, in, in one of, use his Im- or, or, or order one of his images on uh, on one of those metallic pieces that, that he offers. Uh, I have the, the the 16 by 20 Darth Raven hanging up here in the studios of the Traveling General Waste podcast. Still one of my favorite art pieces uh, hanging on the wall here with Revan and the two lightsabers interlocking. It just looks fantastic, and I still love looking at it uh, throughout the day. But as you, but as, as many people who are art fans, you know, you, you sometimes run out of wall space, so it's nice that he has these, these nice micro-metals which you can put on the shelf it comes you can easily stand them up but he, he sends a stand with it as well too which is great uh so i like to uh you know i have the official bookshelf of the traveling jungle waste podcast with my literature on it and i like to decorate it with uh some some art and some 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 figures at times or some mini busts but uh, i've been enjoying taking in and out i have a couple m- uh micro medals from uh hero 5 that i like switching in and out and so right now I have that uh, great Luxor droids uh, image on the uh, on the official bookshelf of the TJW podcast. So that's a lot of fun. But what I did want to mention, talking about Return of the Jedi, it looks like he is continuing his uh, celebration of Return of the Jedi here, the 40th anniversary of, of the movie, with this great Roman numeral art print that uh, he put out. Uh, if anybody's familiar with his Roman numeral art prints, and uh, I say Roman numerals because he did for the sequel uh, trilogy, for The Force Awakens, for The Last Jedi, and for The Rise of Skywalker, he had these great, uh, these great prints that he put together with the Roman numeral of the actual movie uh, incorporated into the art. Uh, I, I liked it so much. I mean, I'm a fan of the sequels anyway, so I, I wanted to get the full set of it, which I have. Uh, and it looks like he's going to try to do uh, the same with the original trilogy. He did this for the Return of the Jedi. Uh, really a great image, and of course green green is the color if you're going to talk about return of the jedi green for endor green for luke's lightsaber nice image of the uh death star 2 hanging on the top of that print there with a uh atst on the bottom and a speeder bike in front of the uh the bunker there on endor with all those great luscious trees in the background uh nice image of uh, a silhouette of vader and luke there on there as well too uh, and it's just a wonderful wonderful print um, I'm waiting for it to come out in its uh, usual I guess uh, it's uh, he's selling right now he has like think 20 artist proofs here according to his uh, Facebook page here. Um, You'll have to check with him to see if they're if they're available. I, I, I believe they are still available. Uh, but he also puts he he puts out these prints as well too as regular set prints as well um, at some time. So maybe when it gets to that point, I will I will purchase it there. But still, wonderful wonderful art there. Uh, if you want to grab a uh, an artist proof, that's uh, that's always fun. It's uh, he says here it's signed and numbered on the front, uh, and uh, it's really made with some nice hard stock. Uh, paper for 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 printing so that's uh that's nice so yeah check out his stuff there rob at HeroFied art it's uh some some good art support a uh you know i'm i'm, I'm out of new england here you know southeastern new england it's good to support somebody uh locally who does this uh, great star wars art so that's uh that's a lot of fun um disney plus let's bring up a little bit about disney plus right now i think everybody's wondering in 2024 what is going to be the uh the releases of of you know these new star wars, star wars uh shows on disney plus the star wars series Um uh, from what i've read and and who knows if this is if this is going to be you know set in stone i don't think any of this is set in stone here but uh, I'm thinking that, uh, at least from what I've read, that I guess we're going to be seeing the second season, or I'd say the last season, of Bad Batch coming out. We already had that second season. But uh, I believe this is going to be the last season of Bad Batch coming out uh, in the spring, along with the uh, live-action Acolyte story. Uh, Skeleton Crew. We've heard about Skeleton Crew. And it looks like that might be more of a summer summer release. Uh, and the big one that everybody has been waiting for, Andor. I saw that it was going to be coming out in the winter of 2024 although a friend of mine informed me that uh, it's even being pushed back even further to 2025 so we'll have to see what happens. I heard a rumor that uh, they were working on some really big post production scenes I think the filming of it is done but a lot of the post production is taking them a lot of time and they're working on supposedly there is one scene that is just taking them a good amount of time to do because they want to do it right so uh, if they're putting all their time and effort into that i'm wondering whether or not it's going to be a very significant scene uh within the star wars timeline so uh keep your eyes out for that as well too um star wars outlaws that video game trailer that we got this past year in 2023 uh it looks like that it's i mean like like i said all this is not set in snow but right now it looks like they're scheduling it for a release of in late 2024 um the trailer for that game was was really wild it looks like it takes place sometime in between uh empire strikes back and return of the jedi which is an interesting uh, t- point of the timeline uh if you look at the trailer you do see a han frozen in carbonite so that's why i say it's in between empire and return of the jedi uh, but we'll keep our eyes out for that. It's always good to see a new Star Wars game out there. Um, speaking of Star Wars games, um, I've heard some good things about Star Wars uh, Jedi Survivor. Uh, didn't get a chance to play the game. Didn't really buy it. I, I'm I'm not as big of a gamer as I was uh, in the past. My you know my co-host Dan, uh, he's always been 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 good at gaming, and he uh, he likes to keep it keeps up keeps up with that. I believe he played a little bit of jedi survivor and hopefully we when we talk to him the next time we can get a little bit more uh, information about his thoughts on that game as well too uh and as well too speaking of 2024 daisy ridley the daisy ridley movie that uh is going to take ray's character ray skywalker about 15 years after the uh the rise of skywalker sees a uh, ray here you know trying to put together the jedi order but it is a bit of disarray and I think this era that's going to be coming up, where we're going to see Ray 15 years after the Rise of Skywalker, it's going to be not considered the sequel era as much as it's going to be called the New Jedi Order era. So, uh, a couple of things that I was thinking about, you know, the last time we hear that phrase, new the the uh, or the New Jedi Order, uh, that was in reference to that set of books that came out that took place after the New Republic era and right before that uh, set of books called uh, Legacy of the Force. Uh, and it was in this time that you had the—it wasn't the, specifically the Empire, but it was the Yuuzhan Vong who were the big enemies in 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 that book. So I'm curious whether or not they're going to dip a little bit into that into that uh, set of se- that that series of books that came out uh, in the New Jedi Order and use some of that as uh, springboards for what they plan to do in uh this new movie with daisy Ridley, which i'm looking forward to everybody knows i'm a fan of ray skywalker so uh, this is really interesting and uh the director sherman obiad chinoy i believe is her name and she is the first female director of a, uh, a star wars movie so that's pretty exciting as well too one other thing i wanted to mention as well oh two things actually keep keep your eyes out for star wars podcast day in february uh this is always a fun thing to do uh, Daniel Contreras, who uh, puts together this for the last couple of years, Star Wars Podcast Day has put together. Gosh, I mean, this had to have taken him quite some time. He's pulled together so many of these Star Wars podcasts. He's done a, a good, a, you know, really good job of uh, trying to unite the podcast Star Wars podcasters to come out on you know in February, in, in, in that month, not specifically on a specific day, but sometimes within that month, to put out uh, specific. The star wars podcast celebratory uh episodes so uh, we're looking forward to taking part in that Uh, i'm hoping dan and i have a a special program that we can put together that we're going to uh release sometime in february and we're really proud to be part of a you know a great group of star wars podcasts out there you know if you want to he really does dan does have this uh can get this this plethora of information about all these star wars podcasts and uh it's fun to see uh you know this part of the fandom you know just growing it seems like every time i look at uh, and i hear about new star wars podcasts i think that's only that that only benefits the uh, the star wars community uh it, it, it's all about getting those connections with people who enjoy the genre as much as uh, as much as i do and as much as you do and being able to chat about it and have a good time so uh yeah look forward to that star wars podcast day in february one other thing I wanted to mention, which uh, I thought was <laughs> just, it caught my eye and I just couldn't believe it. Uh, if you want to take a look at something that is is, is pretty amazing, uh, you want to go to YouTube and you want to see this uh, fan film, this fan film, Clone Wars Battle of the Heroes, a Star Wars fan animation, and it tries to imagine what that final duel of the heroes in 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 episode three revenge of the sith what it would have been like if it was animated by the uh you know in that clone wars animation style a 3d animation style uh i thought it was fantastic wow uh it it is about as professional looking as you can imagine uh it, it, it it's it's a lot of fun so if you want to go and take a look at it and have 15 minutes of uh pure great uh you know star wars action and and and, and drama go look up on uh, youtube it's called clone wars battle of the heroes a star wars fan animation uh it like i said it gave it gave me a little bit of the chills uh watching it and it's interesting to see uh how that those scenes within uh revenge of the sith are reimagined as as animation so check that out if you have uh, a moment um, those are some of the big headlines that I just wanted to mention uh, right now. But let's get into a little bit of that uh, of that uh, you know Star Wars NPR radio drama episode episode nine: Rogues, Rebels, and Robots um so as the story opens here and i'll get like i said i'm just gonna go through a little bit of the episode here and try to throw in some of my thoughts as well too and uh, if you have any thoughts about this episode or any other ones that we have done uh, in 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 the last uh you know month or two send me a message on the uh, facebook page i'd be curious to see what your thoughts are about that so rogues rebels and robots i think this is the first time we hear uh, the droids referred to as robots, and I was just thinking to myself, is there a difference between robots and droids? If anybody has a good answer, let me know. But uh, I don't think we really hear the word robot used in the Star Wars uh, universe. Perhaps it is, uh, I just can't remember right now. They're always referred to as, as droids, so if you have any information that can lend some light on that, I'd be curious to hear about that. The story picks up here when the Falcon has gone into light speed and is heading for Alderaan. This episode is really interesting because it gives a bit of a magnifying glass into the conversation and actions of our heroes as they were on their way to Alderaan. Uh, the sounds in this episode are really nice, uh, with the more contained metallic reverberations, the sound of the footsteps in the, in the Falcon, uh, the echo-like sound as characters come back and forth down the hallways of the Falcon and the like. Uh, it's nice to hear all the dialogue between uh, Ben and Luke. Um, you know, in the movie, Ben and Luke have such a short amount of time together. You get a couple intimate moments when you have, uh, you know, in, in, in Ben's home on Tatooine when he's discussing about uh, Darth Vader and how uh, he, 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 he betrayed the Jedi and killed Luke's father. Um, and some other bits and moments uh, that take place on the on the Falcon in the movie when he's trained with his lightsaber but in this episode we get a little bit more dialogue which is great that we that that the, the radio drama lends itself to it that you can add more of that dialogue uh, and really see how the connection is growing between Ben and Luke uh, there's various bits of the soundtrack the John Williams soundtrack from other parts of the movie that are placed in this episode which work really well too We are here, and uh, no, we hear about the droids recharging themselves uh, at units on the Falcon. They're they're saying, well, you know, we've been through quite a lot right now. Maybe we should uh, recharge. And I'm just curious, maybe they had some uh, USB ports there on the Falcon, where not only they had the droids recharge, but maybe they also recharge their, uh, you know, their iPhones as well too. (laughs) Uh, Luke and Ben, you know, they chat about Han Chewie and the Falcon itself. Uh, what well, Luke sees as a very messy ship, a very messy freighter ship environment, Ben is able to formulate that Han has a, a working freighter, he says. And he says, I think this is, is pretty good shape, even if they are spice runners. Uh, ben sounds impressed with Han's modifications he made to the ship as well, which I find interesting because, as we know, Ben and o- or Obi-Wan was was never one who enjoyed, uh, you know, flying or, 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 or flight. Uh, he, you know, and, and the fact that he's impressed with how the ship is, uh, I think that 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 speaks well of Han and the Falcon as well too. Uh, Luke does mention Luke does mention that uh, he sees a holographic uh, game board and assumes that someone like Han Solo doesn't play these kind of cerebral games. But Ben spends a lot of time in this episode uh, trying to get Luke to open his mind a little bit, not only to the Force, but to how others, unlike him, see themselves in the galaxy. Uh, Ben is especially aware of the Wookiees and doesn't want Luke to fear or have assumptions about Chewbacca or the Wookiees even though they can look and act fierce. We know Ben has had encounters with them and even even Yoda as we know from uh, Revenge of the Sith has had encounters with the Wookiees as well too. Uh, Luke is surprised that uh, Han and Chewie are the only crew on, on this ship. Um, I guess he was assuming they would, be, they would have some, some other hands on deck who would be uh, helping them out, but it's just Han and Chewie making their way through the galaxy. Uh, ben speaks about how he feels there is a little, I would say, like a nexus in the Force that has been brewing for some time, and perhaps he is beginning to feel that Anakin and Padme's twins are about to turn the tide in the struggle against the Dark Side and the Empire. Uh, ben is also aware in this episode that they uh, they need to be discreet about what they know of leia's involvement in uh, the rebel alliance for the time being as well as uh the the royal house's uh you know uh you know involvement in in the rebellion as well too um it's a bit funny how han is always you know in this episode it, it shows just how han Han solo is he he's always suspicious about droids and he's always suspicious about you know um, droids, especially that have, I guess, like uh, a more soulful character to them, or they seem to have human-like, re- re- uh, you know, human-like, uh, you know, responses and human-like actions. Uh, maybe this comes from the fact uh, of of his uh, first encounter with, uh, you know, uh, uh, Lando's <laughs> Lando's uh, co-pilot from from back in Solo, a Star Wars story. How I guess maybe he was a little weirded out by by, by that droid, but uh, it always seems that that Han has a problem with droids. Luke wants to spend some time in this episode to explore the Falcon but uh, Ben wants him to start his Jedi training now. Uh, ben might have had like a premonition that this time with Luke is limited. Um, we, we've gone into in, in, in previous uh, Expanded Universe tales um, how Ben as he's taking o- as he leaves Tatooine he just has that premonition that this is the last time he's going to be on Tatooine and he wants to be able to leave Luke Um, some of his stuff there when Luke returns to Tatooine which I guess he anticipates he will um, and he knows that his time with Luke is limited and he needs to give him sort of like a truncated course on this is how you start becoming a Jedi training and uh, he starts it off with uh, with lightsaber training you know Ben impresses upon Luke about always learning and even you know at Ben's master status he says he's still himself a pupil, and it's interesting how we later learn uh, throughout, you know, Star Wars Tales about his studies with uh, Qui-Gon to achieve immortality. So he's alluding to this, this idea that, uh, you know, even though he's a, ma- he's, he's a Jedi Master, he still has to learn, he still has to be able to spend time, um, I guess, keeping up his skills and, and being able to keep himself open to, to new ideas and new knowledge. Luke keeps asking Ben about Vader, and he senses how Luke has that same desire for revenge that Anakin had. Uh, he warns Luke about the power of the dark side. He feels like uh, Luke needs to slow down in this in this in this area, you know. And, and like I said, Ben is feeling that he his his time with Luke is very very limited, so he can't just. You know, spend all this time trying to, I guess, you know, feed into Luke's desire to get even with, with Darth Vader for for what he understands at this point in the timeline uh, for killing his father. Um, ben also alludes to the idea that there might be some others out there in, indicating, you know, we're not entirely alone in this universe, us being uh, Jedi. Uh, and of course, he's meaning Yoda. And uh, later on, in you know, as as the years went by, we now know of uh, Ahsoka as well as some other other uh, you know individuals who had a Force ability. And Luke whispers in this episode, "Our kind," as as after Ben has said, "Like you know, we're not our, our kind is not totally alone." Um, well, I think this alludes to the idea that the non-human he's referring to is Yoda. I, obviously, in 2023, that opens itself up to others such as Ahsoka. Um, He speaks about how, you know, a Jedi initiate, as he calls it, I guess it would be like a Padawan, which they don't use in this series, because I don't think the word had come up yet, uh, of of calling a a, a new Jedi or a Jedi in training a Padawan. He spends a good amount of time, or I would say a a, a Jedi initiate spends a good amount of time uh, meditating to and opening themselves up to the Force. But he says because of the current circumstances, he feels he needs to move uh, ahead with lightsaber training with Luke and i really like how ben goes into detail about the lightsaber training about the saber moves the stances and uh, i really i think mark hamill does such a great job here as luke bringing it to life with his voice acting in this you hear his strain as he's moving the lightsaber you feel the grunts you hear you know the, the you can see that it's not just swinging your, your your plastic baseball bat around in the basement this this using the lightsaber does take skill it does take power and uh, to wield that power You need to be able to emphasize that uh on the radio drama here through the through through the voice acting i like how ben shows him uh the moves and the positions we also get the warning of how the lightsaber can cut through anything uh and i guess if you hadn't seen the movies it's a good idea that you know i mean maybe you you get that idea just by seeing the lightsaber in the movie itself this this bright blade with its with its color blade that 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 you see is able to cut through and we actually see that it happened in, in empire strikes back when uh, vader chops off uh, luke's hand here um, luke feels that the lightsaber feels alive and ben says it's through through yourself that that the lightsaber feels alive uh, i like also how ben corrects luke and shows it shows how it's you know this is a difficult skill you know but he does say that uh luke did inherit his father's dexterity and coordination uh, and obviously we get that uh, and we see that happen when we see uh, Return of the Jedi uh, with Luke's uh, duel with Vader. But we also see it as well too during the Mandalorian second season when he rescues Grogu and is able to take on all those dark troopers and to see how he's able to uh, not only have the lightsaber skills but his, his, his strong ability with the Force, he's able to defeat them. He wants to build Luke's trust in the Force and accelerate his training. As I said Uh, I really enjoy the voice acting of Ben in this episode. Uh, All that great Jedi training dialogue, uh, it it really gives you like an image, uh, especially now when you know about the Jedi Temple on Coruscant and we've seen in animation the Jedi Temple in in, in great depth. Uh, We know that there is so much training that goes involved and it was just so good. Um, at this time, you know, back in the early 80s, we had no idea about any of this. And for 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 Ben, in a sense, to to elaborate on it, uh, it it really shows that there was a golden age of the Jedi, where you had teachers and and students, and they were all working together to achieve Jedi status. And we get to hear how Luke starts to feel the Force a little bit. Reminds me how he sounds in that canon novel called *Heir to the Jedi*, which he is still learning to feel the Force. Uh, that book takes place right after um, the victory of destroying the first Death Star and and, and before they get to Hoth at some time. Um, Luke talks about in that novel how he's just starting to feel the force, how he doesn't know fully because Ben's not there to train him anymore and he hasn't met Yoda yet. So it's fun to hear Luke starting to say that he can feel the force although he may not be able to control it. Uh, a funny moment comes around in this episode when Chewie wants to see if anybody wants to play uh, the Jarek and uh, 3PO says R2 used to play uh, on, a, uh, a pl- on a planet called Ordo and uh, he would like to challenge uh, Chewie. So while that occurs we get the famous scene when Luke practices with his lightsaber skills with the remote. We know this from the movie. Uh, you hear Ben adjusting the remote, you hear Luke's muffled voice under the helmet. We also hear Ben stop suddenly when he feels that Alderaan has been destroyed but that but does not know what it is. They do that in the in the movie as well too, but there is a, maybe because this is a radio drama, more emphasis is placed on the fact with Ben, you know, just stopping all of a sudden and you hear the emphasis in his voice and just feeling the energy drain from him. Um, Han's classic cynical side comes out when uh, Luke is training with Remote, he tells 3PO about uh, you know, Wookiees uh, ripping arms out of sockets, and his cynical outlook on, on the Force as well too, you know, you know, you know simple, tr- simple tricks and nonsense, and I've been from one end of this galaxy to another, but there's nothing that can make you believe that it's some all-knowing Force which is controlling everything. Although this is uh, debunked a little bit when you get to uh, The Force Awakens when Han says it's all true. The the Jedi, the dark side, the Force, it's all true. Um, Ben also turns the tables on Han when they get into an argument about about, uh, credits or money. And Ben shows how he has done very well without money for quite some time. Uh, but, uh, you know, Han just doesn't understand that, you know, he's, he's he's been smuggling and just trying to make ends meet for some time, we know that he has this debt uh, with Jabba that he's got to pay off, so for him, money is his lifeline. Um, in this episode, we do hear Luke when he beats the remote, just as they come out of light speed to see that Alderaan has been destroyed at the same time. They find a tie fighter, you know, in the movie that gets caught up in that, that, that that flies over them. Uh, but during this time, as they're trying to, uh, trying to destroy that tie fighter, uh, the Death Star's tractor beam, uh, captures them and pulls them in towards the, uh, space station. Um, one other thing about Han, which an interesting quote, uh, you know, he says here, you measure your freedom in life with cash, old man. If you if you got enough that you can go as far and as fast as you want. And it sounds very much like how Brian Daly wrote up the character in his uh, three Han three Han Solo novels uh, as well, too. Um, you know, Brian Daly wrote the script for the NPR radio dramas, so it's not surprising that it does sound like those three Han Solo novels. But if you want to have, like, a, a, a good chance to see more of that uh, Han Solo dialogue which really you know emphasizes his scoundrel presence Uh, you got to pick up those three novels and read them really good stuff I got to go back and read them as well sometimes it's been so long since I read them but they're 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 a fun read um, if you have the chance Uh, Luke also at this in episode talks about how he can almost feel something moving through him I mentioned this a little bit earlier during the lightsaber drills like I said this is the first time he senses the force and in a sense he is taking that first step into a larger world Uh, we get a little bit of short dialogue in this episode with Han and Chewie as well, too. He thinks that, uh, they're not good to have on board. He's very suspicious about this, 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 uh, you know, job that he took. Uh, he needs the money, so he took it, but he just doesn't feel right having, um, Ben and Luke and the droids there. He obviously knows that they are, you know, uh, they're sympathetic to the rebellion. And I think he just, Han wants to keep his head down and low, just do his jobs that he has to do and stay out of the way of the rebellion and the empire. Uh, nice use of the soundtrack in this episode. That is used when Luke and Han have to battle the Tie fighters, uh, leaving through the death. Star, no, leaving the Death Star uh, in the movie. Uh, great sounds throughout this episode. Uh, you know, <laughs> this, the 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 episode ends with that's no moon. That is a space station uh you know that's where we're ending this episode here with the falcons getting pulled in we hear uh you know ben telling uh, han we can't fight them so we're gonna have to use uh stealth tactics to get ourselves out of this situation here um he tells han to you know let out some of the uh, escape pods so it looks like they abandoned ship and uh, we will see in the next episode what happens here in this next episode coming up episode 10 uh, it's a fun episode because we get a little bit more uh, humor in, set, in, in this part of, uh, of the radio drama. And this just lends itself because a lot of this upcoming episode is going to be interaction between uh, Han and Luke. And, and we know when those two start uh, bantering together it could be pretty humorous as well too. But uh, that was the episode, episode 9, Rogues, Rebels, and Robots. What were some of your thoughts about this episode here? Are you taking the journey with us on the Star Wars NPR radio dramas? If you are, like I said before, send us a message on the Facebook page, the Traveling the Jungle Waste podcast Facebook page. I'd love to hear what you have to say about the episode, uh, some of your thoughts about the NPR radio dramas. Even, like I said, I I, I threw some headlines at the beginning of this episode, too. If you have some thoughts about that, uh, let me know as well, too. Uh, Like I said, it's great to be back here. New year, 2024. Hoping to get Dan back on the podcast again. I'd like to get some of his thoughts on what he thought were some of the big Star Wars moments for him in 2023, and what he might be interested in seeing coming out in uh, 2024. Um, And hopefully, uh, we're going to have some some more special shows to come out there. I keep talking about how we want to do our commentaries on the sequels, and we might even have a special, special episode coming up for Star Wars Podcast Day which might be a commentary of something which I think is going to be a lot of fun to discuss. So stay tuned for that. I hope everybody is having a wonderful start to their 2024, and I look forward to uh, speaking to you again on the next podcast. Have a good one, all.